Back in Melbourne, never felt so fine. Ooh, baby, touch your dick to mine. Ooh, baby, touch your dick to mine. <laughs> We're back, baby. How the fuck are you guys? What's up, man? It's Aiden Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 3rd of August, 2021. A little bit of tea. The heating's on. I rearranged my room. I'm back in Melbourne. Everything's going to be okay. Man, back in Melbourne. Uh, every time I come back to Melbourne, I have that song in my head. And I don't know what. I just made it up one time. And I thought it was funny. Back in Melbourne, never felt so fine. Ooh, baby, touch your dick to mine. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing not funny about it. It's 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 timeless. It's peerless. It's incredible. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man, back made it back. I feel like I. I mean, I dodged two lockdowns. The day that I left Brisbane, oh, while I was in the motherfucking air, they announced a lockdown, or maybe just when I landed or something like that. So, I got my negative test. I isolated until such a time. I actually, how's this? How the fuck, man? Fuck Uber forever. So, I'm isolated. I get back to Melbourne on my bloody flight. And I'm a little bit worried because I'm scared that they're going to backdate the lockdown to, you know, whatever. But they didn't. Which fucking rules. And if anyone, if you, if anyone's in Melbourne listening to this right now and you're like, oh, actually, I've seen that they had, don't fucking tell me. I've already been out. All right. If, <laughs> if I've got COVID, it's in the community. Um, and I've already been out. So I fucking don't have it. <laughs> That's where the fuck I'm at with the, It's like, do any of us really care at this point? Which, if you got COVID, you know, and if I'd so look, here's where I'm at with this whole thing. If I had seen that there was like, you know, if if they were like you, if the Melbourne DHHS were like, you have to stay, the Vic DHHS were like, you have to stay home and isolate for the full time. If they were really firm on that, I would have done it. Of course, I'm not breaking, I'm not like going against the explicit rules, but. Other than that, you know, if they're like, oh, kind of, if it's all wishy, I just, no, I'm not, and I'm not looking, I'm not trying to find someone to tell me to stay home, because if you look for someone to tell you to stay home, you'll find people. If you look for people to be like, hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't ever go out, like, people are different degrees of scared, and I think we just got to act on what you feel is right. That's my justification for why I don't want people to tell me if they see advice saying stay home. <laughs> I'm just sick of it and I fucking don't care. And and all right, so with that in mind, Saturday, I fucking, you know, I get a thing from Uber. Look, they hooked me in with their fucking promotional bullshit. I'm such a sheep, sheeple. <laughs> 
they hooked me in with this thing, uh, uh, you know, because I'm like Uber Gold because I've got me bloody points. How insane is it that Uber, ha- you have to get a fucking loyalty, they have a loyalty program, and one of the perks of their loyalty program is customer service. <laughs> like, if you get to be a platinum member, then you can call them up and get customer. What a fuck, what a fucking system. If you're a really loyal customer, then you get customer service. And platinum is like, it's like seven and a half thousand points. It's a lot of points. You've got to be, you basically, you have to live in a fucking Uber to get that many points. Who the fuck is getting seven and a half thousand points? It's like, I reckon I spent, I reckon I, I must have spent like three, four hundred bucks on Uber in the last few weeks. And I'm nowhere near platinum. Maybe if I was spending that much all the time. I would get, I don't fucking know, man. Customer service as a perk. Hey, if you're a really good customer, we'll talk to you. God, I fucking hate them. They're just faceless. There's no one to get angry at. That's with the, they've taken it up another level. At the airport, everyone knows, you know, that person that you're yelling at because your flight got changed. That's not the actual person. Their job is just to stand in front of you and get yelled at. Uber take it to another level they don't even give you a person they're just like if you're angry at us you got to throw your phone against the wall and then it's apple's problem <laughs> so i ordered some fucking food because they got me with one of their things they're like you're a gold member and because you're a gold member lucky little special boy you get to pick one of these little rewards and one of the rewards for you is 10% off of all Uber Eats orders for the next 72 hours, three days. 10%. I mean, it's not even good, really. What's their margin on that? Fuck, I'd love to know. That they can probably just lose 10%. They're still making money and I wouldn't have got Uber Eats. If it wasn't for that fucking thing, they hooked me in. So it's Saturday night and I'm staying in, you know, I'm waiting for my test result. I go, I went to the place straight from the airport and got my test. Got a, got a taxi, got a taxi, by the way, from the airport. Uber was looking at like $65 from the airport to the city. Taxi, 50 bucks, 50 bucks. I'm going to start getting taxis more often. The, 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 the judo flip that Udo was, that, that Uber has performed on this market is complete. They came in at a lower price point. The people were friendlier. That was their selling point. Oh, your driver's like your mate. And you meet people and you listen to music and you do all this stuff. Now, it's just like, shut up, get in the car. Don't slam the door. Don't fucking slam the door. Four stars. Remember when Uber first started and everyone was so psyched and it was like this fun new company and it was really nice and everyone enjoyed it? And you'd like chat to your guy and now it's just like you got to get seven and a half thousand points to fucking call us. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck Uber. Fuck Uber so hard. I fucking hate him. So I order Uber Eats. <laughs> I hate Uber so much that I use their stupid fucking service and uh, and I get some pizza from DOC and Carlton. And uh, I wonder what that stands for. Department of 
Anyway, so I get some... <laughs> uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> so I get some pizza. I order two pizzas and a fucking salad. I'm like, you know what? I'm going hog on this order. Because I'm, I'm quarantining. I've got my 10% off my little good boy rewards. And... Um, you know, and I just, I got home from a trip. I just feel good, all right? I just feel good, okay? I don't need to justify to you guys why I feel like I should spend, it's like a $60 order, maybe even 70 fuck, a big order. Two fancy pizzas and a fancy salad plus delivery. Anyway, I'm sitting around waiting for it, and it's slated to, to come at like fucking, they said latest delivery, five past eight, you know, and I, I ordered it at like, it was like, oh God, it was like, it was like 10, fucking 50, 50 minutes or some shit. I ordered it at like 10 past, quarter past seven. So it's taking a long time and it's getting closer. And then about 10 minutes before eight, it changes to latest delivery, quarter past eight. And I'm like, Oof. all right, yeah, that's annoying. And uh, and my housemate's home and we're hanging. I'm listening to this record that I bought in Brisbane that I... Have been waiting to listen to for ages. Jordan Rackay. Rackay? Rackay. Rackay. Jordan Rackoff. Um, oh, here's a fun joke that I wrote. Instead of John Crookshank, it's John Crookshit. Um, <laughs> do I have the balls to do this joke on the podcast? <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> what is it again? Um, uh, jo- John Crookshit. It's uh, you do that, and your profits will be like uh, your profits will be like having sex with Oprah, because you'll be in the black. <laughs> God. Uh... <laughs> I wrote that. Me. <laughs> Aiden Jones. Oh, my God. Um, if you're not familiar with John Crookshank, go and watch Redfern Electrical. And the joke at the end of the first scene, that's what I'm referencing. All right? And if you haven't seen Redfern Electrical at this point, what the fuck are you doing with your life, man? It's one of the greats. <laughs> so, anyway... Um, so I get my, I get my Uber and, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm waiting for the Uber Eats, listening to music, reading my book, reading a book about the classics, the classical world. Um, some fucking book on the Greeks that I've been trying to start reading for ages and I'm, now I'm doing it and I'm not sure if I'm going to finish it. And, uh, and then at like eight o'clock, Uber pops up and goes, Hey, we couldn't find a driver to deliver your food. So... Go fuck yourself. So I've been waiting for my fucking pizza for 50 minutes now or like close to an hour. And they're just like, hey, yeah, man, sorry, couldn't find delivery. So, you know, maybe just maybe fuck you. Maybe if you were platinum, you could call someone and yell at them. We still probably wouldn't do anything. But as it is, fuck yourself. So I'm in my house. I'm quarantining. I can't leave. And... And now I just don't have food. 
And also, when the, the thing that compounded my rage was when I looked at the, when I looked at my phone. It's like twenty four hour time, and the little thing in the corner of my phone is kind of fucked, so you can't see half the time. So I just saw a zero, and I forgot that it was twenty four hour time, and I thought it was like ten o'clock instead of twenty hundred hours. So I thought it was ten o'clock, and I thought everything would be closing, and I fucking flipped it, man. I was I was upset. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and my housemate jumped and I was like, sorry, dude. And in my head, I was like, great way to come back after three weeks. <laughs> oh, I've missed Aiden. Fuck. Oh yeah, that's right. He's a fucking absolute lunatic and a nightmare to be around. Yeah. So I called up the, uh, I called up DOC and I'm like, Hey, my name's Aiden. I've got two pizzas and a salad. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, your food's here for you. I'm like, yeah, Uber just cancelled my fucking order. And they're like, okay, well, it's here. And I didn't tell them I was supposed to be. I was like, all right, I'll come and get it. So I just ordered an Uber and went and got it. And when I got there, they didn't make me pay, which leads me to believe, like, they were, it was a fucking madhouse down there. They had a whole table full of just pizzas stacked up for Uber Eats orders. Like, there must have been 20 there sitting on the table, like 20 orders worth. Saturday night, it's fucking 8 o'clock, not 22, not fucking 10 o'clock like I thought. It's 8 o'clock on a Saturday night, so they're rammed. People are walking around the streets. It's raining. I'm wearing, uh, I'm wearing like some pants and just my jumper because I was comfy at home and some Ugg boots. And I get my Uber to drop me there and then wait and I run into the store wearing Ugg boots. And I'm like, I'm Aiden Jones. And they're like, oh yeah, here's your stuff. And they didn't make me pay for it. So actually... I got two pizzas and a salad for the price of a return Uber trip to Carlton from my house, which was like fucking 16 bucks, 20, maybe 20. So it was actually super cheap and really cool that that happened. And because they gave it to me for free, I'm led to believe, I'm guessing that Uber just pays that because they couldn't, it's their fault that they couldn't find a driver. I wonder. Maybe I should go into DOC and ask. Maybe I should... If anyone owns a business, like a restaurant business or whatever, and you have Uber Eats, or if you can answer this question, please let me know. If Uber cancels the order... Cancers? If Uber turns the order into a cancer... If Uber cancels the order, do they... Like, because of their fault, do they still pay the vendor the money? Because they fucking should, because the vendor still made the stuff... That fucking email I got from Uber, let me fuck, oh my God, it was fucking infuriating. Uber, 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 new device, new trip, no, maybe it's in my other email. How many emails do you guys have? Because I've got two and I fucking can't do it. Oh no, oh cool, I didn't even get an email about it. Unless it's here. No, I rode with joy. Oh, I rode with joy. Well, I can't even find the email. Oh my God. They're just the biggest fucking cunts, aren't they? Whatever. Anyway, so that was kind of cool. I got home. My food was cold. I warmed it up. I ate it spitefully. It was very tasty. Watched some Rick and Morty. It feels so good to be back, man. It just feels so good to be home. As much as I love being in Brisbane... Doing gigs. I mean, it was amazing to miss lockdown. I've fucking come back, swerved my way between two lockdowns. 
And now I'm back in Melbourne and just out and about. I flipped my room yesterday. That's something that a, a good friend taught me years ago, that if you're feeling like you just need a bit of a change, like a superficial change, and you want to spend a bit of time working on yourself again, just flip your room, man. Just change where your bed is in the room. Change the the uh, orientation of a few things. Mix it up a little and you will feel like a new person and the space that you inhabit. It's just, it's it's the easiest. It's the, one of the best life hacks there are. Fuck all these life hacks about sticking fucking toothpicks in avocado seeds. My avocado seed, by the way, I realized the other day, has been growing for over a year. How cool is that? I've had an avocado. I've got two. One of them's not been quite a year, but the other one's been going since like March of 2020 or April or some shit. But if you don't want to wait a year and a half to see three leaves on an avocado, but you still want to do life hacks, just fucking change where your bed is in your room. I'll put my plants still next to the window, but it's kind of a different arrangement. So like they feel more prominent in the room. I've got my desk on the other side. There's a beam of light that comes in towards my desk now. I just, it feels, I feel, I feel fresh and new and cleansed and something else that's really lame. (laughs) Um, What did I do for last week? Let's go through it. On Tuesday, um, the boy from Cairns, Pete James, came down to, uh, to Brisbane and we hung out. Um, what gig did I do on Tuesday? Did I do a gig on Tuesday? Oh, yes. Oh, I did one of my favorite gigs of the year on Tuesday. Man, that was a fucking cool thing. Actually, oh, no, you know what? I want to talk about this. Maybe I'll talk, should I talk about the gig? I don't even really have that much to say about the gig. The gig was just a good gig. Like it was, The first gig that I did sucked and I stank it out because I, 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 I was scared to go these guys that were on the right-hand side from stage looking at the crowd on the right-hand side and one of them was just being very obtuse. I think he was defensive because he thought I was going to try and fuck with him so he was answering my questions in a really obtuse way and I was, I guess, maybe scared to... I found something out last week, actually. Maybe I talked about this on last week's podcast, which is that I, I would do well to just let the audience know that I'm annoyed and that happened again. Or maybe that was the week. Oh, fuck, whatever. I can't even remember. I don't want to talk about these gigs, right? The second gig was great because I went on and I just was very loose and just kind of let it rip with the new stuff that I was working on. And I went on with a lot of energy and kind of started yelling at the crowd and yelled at this guy for being, it was like one of the comics, a couple acts before me had been, um, had been uh, on what's it called? Um, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, and like maybe Farmer Wants a Wife or The Bachelor or one of those fucking shows. And then he was doing stand up, and I was just making fun. I was like, "You're so, you're too hot. Get out of here, hot boy. This isn't for you. This is our thing. The ugly people, whatever." That's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is I had a great conversation with a friend last night. And I've been thinking a lot, I've been thinking a lot about, I guess, I mean, like with where I'm at, what direction do I want to take in life or how do I get to a point 
Like, you know, I've got a clean slate right now. End of a relationship. Um, I'm about to film my show. You know, I'm writing the new show. It feels like I'm like working on... I've got a lot of work, but in my personal life. Let me try and steer it back. Don't focus on work, Aiden. Personal life. Work is always happening. Personal life. Personal life. These are things that I need to remember. Personal life. Don't get sucked into work because it's great and it's fulfilling, but you got to be a person. And I, I guess I have a clean slate, so I'm trying to think, well, what kind of person do I want to be? What kind of social life do I want to cultivate? What kind of people do I want to have around me? And basically, how do I have the kind of life that's going to then lead me to the place where I ultimately want to be, which is meeting someone and falling in love with them and having kids and having a family and doing all that stuff, right? And um, I guess this thing first, I spoke to, uh, I, I met someone last week, this Argentinian girl, and we were talking, she saw me on stage talking about the Colombian stuff and and uh just being yeah like feeling kind of disconnected from my cultural heritage and uh she was like after the show she just like really wanted to talk about it you know so we're talking about it and she started just saying about like maybe man if you feel disconnected from your cultural heritage you should try and find other colombian people or latin people to be around because there's heaps of them. We're everywhere. We're like flies around a, a rotting bit of flesh. And if you talk to some of those other flies, maybe they will teach you how to dance. <laughs> so, <laughs> have a chat to the flies. Bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs> mumbo, mumbo, mumbo. <laughs> Fuck. Is this podcast funny ever? <laughs> <laughs> so I had that in my head and I was like, you know what? Like, why the fuck not? Right? Like, I feel like a part of the reason why I went to meet my biological dad was just that I wanted to understand what it means to be Colombian. And I met one guy, but you know, he's not the be all and end all of Colombian identity. He's just one fucking cunt. Maybe I need to meet more Colombian people. Also lagging doubt in my head. Maybe I just have this needing wanting desire for more and i'm never going to be fulfilled but <laughs> don't worry about that let's try some other things first <laughs> it's definitely that it's definitely that i just always want more connection <laughs> you know but like don't worry about that let's uh try and meet some colombians maybe that'll fill the hole <laughs> so i said to oh god there's a fly buzzing around i want to fucking kill it anyway so I, um, focus Aiden, focus, focus, focus. <laughs> Don't get distracted by work. Don't get distracted by flies. Focus. So I, uh, I decided when I got my negative test result and I could commit to, you know, going out and doing stuff, I was like, maybe I'll find some Colombian groups on Facebook. And I did that. And yesterday, oh, 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 oh. sorry. Yesterday, I wrote a little thing on one of the pages. I was just like, I put a picture of me and Fernando and my half-brother up from when I went to meet him. And I just was like, hey, I'm this guy. This is my story. I want to meet more Colombian people and hang out. You know, what do you guys reckon? And I got a bunch of responses. 
people DMing me, people saying they want to meet me, people saying they'd love to hang out, all this stuff. And, and it felt really nice. And so I'm going to host a little event um, next Friday, I reckon, at Bobby Peel's where I, where I fucking do the stand-up stuff just for a bunch of Colombians to come and hang out and I can meet them and we can talk Spanish. We can speak Spanish maybe. That was the other thing, meeting this Argentinian chick. I was like, man, I love speaking Spanish. It just feels good. There's a song uh, by this guy called like Jimothy something, something, something. He's like some UK rapper. It's kind of a joke rapper. He's kind of like a joke, I think. Like he raps in a really flat monotone and there's this one song. I think it's called I Can Speak Spanish. And uh, my memory of the song is it's just like, hey, I can speak Spanish. Don't you think it's cool that I know another language? And the song is basically this, it's like a, you know, it's a guy whose whole identity and way of meeting girls is just like, hey, what's up? I can speak Spanish. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Don't you think I'm hot? Maybe you want to bang because I know another language. And it's like, you know, I mean, there's so many people like that. And a friend sent that song to me a few years ago and was just like, lol, this is so you. And uh, that really fucking got me, man. I hate that because I don't want to be that guy. But, you know, am I not allowed to speak Spanish? Because if I, if I speak Spanish, am I just that guy? Am I just allowed to speak Spanish but not be that guy? Am I just allowed to speak it and enjoy it? That got in my head, you know, and it makes me kind of embarrassed to speak Spanish, to try and speak Spanish to a person who is a native speaker because I'm like, well, I don't want to be that guy, that attention-seeking bullshit who's just doing it for whatever. But I also do want to speak Spanish because it feels nice. It makes me feel connected to this thing that I feel like I have, am missing or have lost. So, yeah. That's that's something that I'm doing, and that's a, just like, what am I? How am I trying to contextualize? To contextualize this, the conversation that I had with my friend yesterday was, um, my friend in Scotland messaged me, and she was just saying that she, she told me this story. I guess I'll try and keep it vague, because I mean, whatever. She's, no one in her life's going to listen to this, but it's good practice to not tr- reveal your friend's personal details on your fucking podcast, mate. <laughs> Um, she had, uh, she, she liked this guy and for whatever reasons in their social group, the guy liked her, but they couldn't be open about it. So they just didn't for like a year, you know, they didn't pursue it. They all just, they just like kept a platonic respectful, whatever, because of other <coughs> reasons. Um, yeah, that's pretty vague, right? That's about as clear as I can be. They just, they couldn't, they, it, it would have, it would have upset other people if they had, you know, expressed to each other that they liked each other and then started a thing. So they would do it. They were, they, they both kind of probably knew that the other one, like that they liked each other and all of that, but they didn't want to go too open with it or risk going down that road for fear of upsetting other people. And anyway, that went on for about a year and then the guy left the country and a couple days before he left the country, um, he confessed his feelings and my friend was like, I feel the same. And so they spent a few days together and now he's left the country. And 
you know, my friend just was saying to me, you know, I haven't felt this way about someone in a long time and I feel really sad that he's gone. And I was like, you know, that fucking sucks, man. Like, it does. I'm sorry. And it and it's also sucks that you felt like you had to hide your feelings because of these other people. Because ultimately, I think the, the most important shit... Uh, what my mate said to me ages ago, he... Uh, his his girlfriend had cheated on him and I was just that we went through a period and we went through a period when we would joke about it um, after they broke up and I would try and say the most brutal thing possible you know to be like that's the joke like I'm saying an awful thing ha 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 imagine me fucking your ex that kind of stuff right and one of the things I said was like what would you do if I said that I'd like I'd started dating her and he said something that I remember this because I think it's really true and indicative of like a good set of priorities around love, which is if I said, I would, if I started dating her and he said, well, you know, if it was just that you guys were banging, I'd be really upset because it's like, you can do that with anyone. Why does it need to be with her? But if you guys were seeing each other and you liked each other and you were falling in love as much as that would hurt me, I think I would have to accept it because you can't control who you fall in love with. And, uh, I think the reason it struck me at the time, and this was years ago is because it seems counterintuitive. You would think if it was just fucking that, that would be the thing that would hurt less. Oh, they just fucked that. They're not going to be around, but if they're in love, it's like, well, now they're going to be around and my ex is going to be around and I'm going to think of that. And that's going to hurt more. But what he said was the opposite of that it was like, if you're fucking, you know, why would you betray our friendship for something that you could get anywhere? Because it's just sex and you can have sex with anyone who cares. But love is important and special and you don't get that with anyone. So when you find it, you really should go after it because that's like the most important thing in life is finding a fucking person and, you know, finding someone to be in your life with and to share your life with. That's really important. And so I fucking, I just was really upset for my friend that she felt like she had to hide her feelings for this guy because of other people in her social circle that they might just be upset, you know? It's like, well, fucking deal with it. So, and I was trying to talk to her and I guess I was just, I, I, I got really fired up. Um, messaging her because I was just like, you know, can you, can you go and see this guy? Can you go overseas? Can you do it? Because you only live once. And I got really excited. <laughs> I was given the big speech. <laughs> I get really excited to give the big speech, but it's true. It's like, fuck, I just said you only live once unironically, didn't I? It's pretty funny. YOLO, man. YOLO. <laughs> Just a guy really earnestly saying, dude, if I've learned one thing in my 30 years on this planet, it's YOLO. <laughs> Listen to me. YOLO. <laughs> it's true, though. You only low. <laughs> you live, you live once. Fuck. <clears throat> yeah, I was giving her the big speech, man. I was just like, go and do it, you know? Or take a job or book a one-way flight to somewhere. Just fucking do it. Because if you don't, if you, like, if you fucking... Or just tell the guy who's overseas now, he moved, you know? Just message him and be like, hey, man, 
I feel like this. Whatever the feelings are, these are what they are. This is what I feel. What do you reckon? Should we try and figure out a way to make this work or are we not? Because I've done that in my life where I've not quite said the thing because I've been scared that the answer would be no. Like years ago, you know, I went to fucking... I met someone overseas and we were traveling around and I, I went back over there to see them, but I didn't fully communicate like, Hey, by the way, I'm coming here for you because I want to be with you. And I pretended like I was just going there by chance and whatever. And the reason I did that is because I was scared to actually say, Hey man, you know, this is what I want and this is what I want to do. Because if I say that and she goes, no, I don't want to do that. Then that hurts. So you got to say the fucking thing. And it made me think of this other thing. Another friend of mine, um, and again, I'm going to try and be vague. Another friend of mine has um, is, is engaged. And um, a while ago, we had a conversation about it. And they were saying that, she was saying that it was just like, you know, oh, I don't really want to get married that bad, but like I want to have kids and the guy's great. And she said, so I'll say one specific thing. <clears throat> she said, well, you know, if we don't get married and then he dies, I can't access his superannuation. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't get married and he dies, I can't access his superannuation. So save the date, October 14. <laughs> Like, are you fucking kidding me, man? And I said that to her. I was just like screaming. What are you fucking talking about? You're getting married so that you can make sure that you can get this guy super if he gets hit by a fucking train. What a horrific reason to get married. What a perversion of the beautiful idea of fucking sharing your life with someone you know what a what a fucking shining example of the wrong reason to legally bind yourself to another person good lord and um she called me the other day to tell me that the she had the conversation with the guy she said what she felt and that the wedding may be off or may not be off not sure but they're talking about it and um i just thought thank fuck because i mean we come from the generation of people whose parents have divorced and why do you think people get divorced and are so unhappy because they've spent years maybe they maybe they got married and it was good but then it turned bad at some point and then they spend years trying to make it good again or pretend that it's not bad and not saying how they feel to their partner because they're scared and they my mom told me she felt like she lost like 10 years of her life. She felt like she she said she I sleepwalked through my 40s. That's 10 years not saying how you feel to someone. And you know, there's it's harder than just fucking saying how you feel to someone if you don't have kids. But if you uh, if you if you've got kids and you've got history and all of that, but if you don't have kids and you're feeling like that now before you even go into the thing, I mean, imagine how that's going to feel in 20 years. That's why me and my girlfriend split up because I was like, if I'm feeling like this now, 
how's it going to feel in 20 years time? And you can't, I feel like I'm really preaching on this week's podcast, but you can't just let that stuff slide by because it doesn't change. It's not going to change. Think about how you feel right now and tell people how you feel. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I feel like I'm really losing any sort of coherence. I thought I was making my way towards a point, but I, I'm not sure that I am. But th- oh, <clears throat> another one, my friend that I was staying with, we were, we were living in an Airbnb together in Brisbane and he's seen a girl and he felt, I think I just got that fly. I think, yes, die, cunt. <laughs> That's what I say every time I kill a fly. <laughs> You're dead. You are dead. Fuck off. Suck shit. You're dead. Done. I win. You lose. <laughs> Aiden Jones. Um... <clears throat> Another mate of mine, seeing this girl in Brisbane, likes her, was talking about it. And then uh, just before we were leaving, we had a chat about it. And he was like, you know, oh, I'm not sure. Like, it's a lot of pressure because they're thinking, you know, are we going to try and see each other while one of us is in this and one of us is in that city? That's going to be hard. That's kind of scary. That's a lot of pressure to put on a new relationship. And and he was saying, you know, what should I do? And I, I said to him and I felt really good about this phrase that just kind of came out of my mouth. I was like, you could say, say how you feel when you feel it. Meaning say how you feel, but don't think by yourself. Oh, I feel this thing. So I've got to say it to him next time. And then you get there and you sit down for coffee and you're like, bleh, bleh, bleh. here's what all the things that I thought, because then you're also not present in that moment, right? You're just thinking about the stuff that you thought about when you were writing in your diary and then you sit down to coffee and you say all those things and maybe they weren't even ready to hear those things. Maybe they had had a bad day and they needed that or whatever. So it's not say how you feel and just hold all of that and then blurt it out. It's say how you feel when you feel it. So if you have a moment when you feel like, hey, I really like this person and I I care about them and I want to see more of them and I want to say that, say it then. And if you like them, you will have those. You will have that moment because you're having a good time together, and you know it'll arise. And if you don't have that moment where it feels appropriate to say that, then maybe that's not the right thing. Maybe the stuff that you thought when you were alone by yourself isn't actually right, and maybe it was just a bit of wishful thinking, or you know some other kind of shit that you were bringing to it that wasn't true in the moments when you were actually with the person. So. Yeah, I I, I kind of gave him that advice and I felt really good about it. I felt like there was good advice that fell out of my mouth. Giving advice is quite an arrogant thing, isn't it? It's like saying, hey man, I know what to do. <laughs> and then you like look at your own life and you're like, do I though? I don't know, but it feels good. And it feels good to be asked for advice as well. I feel like I've been asked for advice a lot this week and uh, and that feels really nice. If any of you guys want to ask me for some advice, I'd love that. That would make me feel really good. Please ask me for advice. Or maybe give me advice. That's actually what one of the things that I wanted when I started this podcast was for people to ask me for advice. And no one ever does. And you know what? I hope to get to a point where people do one day. Um, un, Un-fucking-provoked. What's the word? Unsolicited as well. If you're like... <laughs> That's a brutal place to be, isn't it? Me going, can you guys please ask me for some advice? (laughs) Yeah, man, how do I not become you? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, God. Anyway, I think that's the pod for this week, man. I think I've rambled on enough there. Um, say how you feel when you feel it. That's it. Say how you feel when you feel it. Listen to yourself and say that thing to the person that you need to say it to. <sighs> Thank you guys so much for listening, man. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. <laughs>